Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got the whole gang. I've got Lauren, Sharpie, and Steve. Hey, Lisa. Hey. Hiya. Hiya. Howdy, Lisa. Howdy, Sharpie. See, this was normal. We were it missing Steve. so much better. We were missing Steve, Steve on the last episode. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we couldn't so, do it. We're so used to this our high howdy haze. This is true. <laughs> yeah, it was not good, Steve. It was oh, awkward. Okay. There was an awkward silence. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> but we made Just it. Just kept waiting for you, Steve. Uh-oh. And now you're here. So... We've just got a a quick little snippet of a show for you, and we're going to try to bring you the latest and greatest news uh, surrounding Disney World. And let's see. looks like, Lauren, you're going to get us in the holiday mood and spirit. What news do you have for us? Okay, so there's a bunch of stuff coming out for uh, the holidays in Epcot. And so we're going to go over there for a little bit. Um. Candlelight Processional, they released the celebrity narrators. Um, So there's a list of them. I'm just going to run through those really quick. The dates are going to be November 26th to December 30th. And it's it's definitely a little bit of a different lineup this year. Uh, Some returning, some new people, I think, or some people that haven't done it in a while, perhaps. So we've got uh, November 26th to the 28th. And I'm so sorry, I'm going to mess up Moana's real name um (laughs) (laughs) and i think it's ali cavallo perfect i could be wrong um i apologize if i'm wrong i'm terrible at this but anyway what can we say i know it's bad uh this one i know 11 29 to 12 1 cheetah rivera uh 12 2 to 12 4 jody benson little mermaid uh, 12, five to seven, Alton Fitzgerald White, 12, eight to 12, 10, Bart Millard, 12, 11 to 12, 13, Lisa Ling, 12, 14 to 16, Andy Garcia, 12, 17 to 19, Anna Gasteyer, 12, 20 to 22, Courtney B. Vance, 12, 23 to 25, Stephen Curtis Chapman, 12, 26 to 28, Blair Underwood, and we're going to pull it up in the end with 1229 to 30, Pat Sajak. Oh, spin so the wheel. That's Yeah, that's the Christmas lineup. We did already tell you guys about the dining packages. There's only four restaurants in there right now. So it's super limited for this. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of people waiting in line for it. So that's the America, the Candlelight Processional. We also have the return of some different shows and things that are coming back into Epcot. We have Joyful, a celebration of the season. That's going to be at Showcase Plaza stage. Um, that's going to celebrate Christmas in Kwanzaa. Which that's a new location. Yes. Because their prior location no longer exists. <laughs> Minor detail. You know. And then in World Showcase, we're going to see the Canadian Holiday uh, Voyagers. We're going to see the Chinese Lion Dancers, Italy's uh, La, ba- La Bafana, France's Pierre Noel, and more things coming. Uh, Santa Claus is going to be visiting to the American Adventure, uh, where you can probably do a distance, so- socially distanced meet and greet with him, in a sense. So there's a lot coming back. It's, you know, we're getting there little by little, baby steps. You I'll can, take it. Yeah. You can text Santa your wish list. 
I don't know. Does that work? I don't know. Maybe there's a really long wish list. Maybe there's like a QR code. You pick the (laughs) items that you want for Christmas. Scan the back of a business card and bam, there it is. And then you're like, kid, yell me what you want. Yeah, exactly. How that does you do that anymore? So awkward. Hmm. All right, cool. I'm excited for the holidays. Lisa was there last week. Last week, and I saw photos of the gingerbread house going up at the Grand Floridian. Yeah, I had like three different stages of it. So, and it still wasn't complete by the time I left. So, it's a long process. And the parks. Went it's from huge. Halloween to Christmas pretty much overnight, and they looked literally. Amazing. Yeah, you went to not so or uh, Boobash on the thirty first, and then on the first, it's Christmas. So it's amazing. so nice. It looks so festive and exciting, and cooler weather, and I don't know. It's a good, great time of year. All right. So let's go to Sharpie, find out what updates you have. You have a couple for us. Uh, so, of course, we're going to head over to Animal Kingdom first. My favorite place. Naturally. Naturally. Uh, so the Merry Menagerie is back, uh, which are uh, puppets, and they are on display. Uh, they, the whole area around Discovery Island kind of springs to life. Um with the Merry Menagerie. And these are all winter animals uh, that are, are part of uh, the, the overall celebration of the winter holiday season. Uh, so you're going to find sculpted puppets of reindeer, foxes, polar bears, penguins, uh, and others. Uh, and those puppets will interact with guests. And there are uh, roaming serenading musicians uh, that are staged around to kind of create a whimsical uh, and playful atmosphere uh, to interact with the characters. This is something that they started back in 2019, uh, but it missed the 2020 holiday season. Uh, I was wondering whether it would come back or not, and I am definitely glad that it has made its return. Because uh, I think this is definitely something that, that Animal Kingdom needs uh, to bring in that that uh animal kingdom signature kind of holiday experience. So I think it's really cool celebrating the holidays in the animals world. I think I also saw that uh, divine is coming back. Divine is making a return. I I thought I saw that. Keep your eyes peeled for Divine. If you are not familiar with Divine, if you have never uh, caught uh, them in action, uh, you can see that it is a uh, a character performance. Somewhat, yeah. I'd roll with made that. Made to look like shrubbery. <laughs> uh, yes. And it is stunning to watch. It's really cool. I love, I love to watch Divine perform. And I love the name too. Yes. It's super punny. (laughs) Yeah. It's super punny. Yeah. (laughs) So glad that's coming back. Very fun. All right. uh, Steve, you are next. Oh, so keeping with Animal Kingdom, just a little update over at Dino Land, which is kind of the land that, 
I don't know. I always felt like the it forgotten was forgotten land. Yeah, it was just like, all right, let's put something here and make it easy. So later, when we come up with a new idea or we need to expand, we have this area with uh, carnival rides and carnival games and few restaurants and, and and there's an e-ticket right over there. But the Prime Evil World, which is basically kind of like an off-the-shelf carnival ride, mouse coaster. Yeah, yeah, like a mouse coaster, exactly. Um, uh, it has f- finally been torn down and demolished. I think the fencing is still up, uh, and maybe the the entrance piece, uh, was still up, uh, as of recording the show. But I'm sure those will be gone soon. And then I don't know because Disney was, you know, they announced like plans for way out in the future a couple of years ago. And you know, nothing there, and they never announced anything. For that, so I don't know what is coming, or if that's just being torn down, and you know they're going to retheme the entire area, or just add a one little attraction there, or just have nothing there for a while. I can't believe they've been able to keep whatever's going on there under wraps. I don't know. Maybe there's nothing. Go- I don't I, know. I've seen some chit chat of it being replaced by another off-the-shelf type of attraction mm-hmm. but the the biggest problem with primeval world was always that it was very slow loading mm. yes so it, it didn't have a very high capacity so the wait time was always very high uh, and a lot of people frankly hated it yeah <laughs> i hated did not it. like the jarring spinning jerky nature of a mouse coaster um so who knows i I, i'm really excited to see what goes on there because i think there's a they could there's a lot that they could do there but i hope it's not yeah i I like it's not a a, a womp 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 experience yeah (laughs) yeah they need something Mm -hmm. else for young ones though this is true and that could be well they did ailing alien swirling saucers uh, which was an off-the-shelf attraction, um, yeah. and then they themed it really nicely. Uh, it's a little kit, kind of a kit, right? Gave it a great name with a great acronym. Well, yes, they did. They did do that. Sharpie. It's been the butt of many jokes. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Sharpie, I have I have something real quick too. Um, speaking of loading capacity and how quick they load, so I was thinking about this the other day. Because right now Disney builds attractions and, and I'm sure they, you know, they try to, you know, they want to hit a certain capacity and a certain unload time because they want to get people through. Right. So they build these huge attractions and they, you know, they either have a continuous running line like uh, like the People Mover or uh, Haunted Mansion or something like that or Little Mermaid um, or they have these massive carousel things that work in the background for like uh, star Wars for the millennium Falcon where, you know, it's loading different levels and you don't, you just don't realize how many different people are, you know, on that attraction at one time. But now I feel like with genie plus and well, especially the lightning uh, lane, the, the a la carte, it's more advantageous to them to have a long line and build these small niche attractions that, yeah, it's a four hour wait, um, but it's really a cool ride, but it only seats a few people. 
um, and it's twenty dollars. So we're gonna charge you out the wazoo, right? I mean, there's no incentive. The incentive is completely switched, which, which I don't know if people have thought through this, but the more I think about it, I'm like, there's no incentive to build an attraction from now forward that has a huge capacity because why you would build small attractions that have long lines and then you would just charge $30. You really want to write it? I don't think they're ever going to go that direction. I know, but, but I feel like just because of the incentive to do it, it just makes no, I can definitely see a paradigm shift there. Yeah. That's certain. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. So it's crazy. But anyways, I couldn't sleep. And then I was like, Oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> so these, these are the things that keep Steve up at night. Wow. Seriously. So we've got some character updates. Uh, they're now called sightings, not meet and greets. And of course, you've been able to see Mickey over at the uh, Town Square Theater in the Magic Kingdom, as well as Princess Fairytale Hall. You've got some princesses over there. But now, starting on November 19th, you're going to be able to see uh, Minnie. She's going to do her red carpet dreams, and you can meet her in Disney's Hollywood Studios. And then over in Epcot, you will be able to meet Mickey, and he'll be by the Imagination Pavilion. And as best as we can tell, he's going to be in the lobby area at the entrance of Disney Pixar Short Film Festival, which, of course, is a fantastic attraction. Can't see that enough. But, yeah, you can get your... Your character fix, uh, still not going to be able to get the autographs or the hugs, but you will get to spend some time with the characters and uh, keep yourself properly distanced. But yeah, we've got a couple new ones to add to the list and we'll update you as we get more. See, I just feel like all this is just more things like entertainment coming back, meet and greets coming back. Like we're getting there. We're so close. Yeah, we're definitely trying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's for sure. But uh, Amber was was doing some research for a project and and it's the weirdest thing. So she's looking at it, it was cool because it tied into some of what we do. And she was looking at the the price of a slice of pie in the Bahamas. And it was like just under two dollars, dollar ninety five. And then in Jamaica, you can get pie for three dollars roughly. But in Aruba, same Plain old piece of pie is going to cost you $4. I'm like, what on earth are you doing? And she said, these are the pie rates in the Caribbean. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, right. Mm. When she said it, it had Sharpie written all over. Wow. It really does. Good good joke. No matter how you slice it. That's right. Uh, (laughs) I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't. Those them be the pirates in the Caribbean. Oh, god, that's so bad. I just that's now got it. So bad. you just got it. Pi- oh my god! Well, it's, Amber, it's a little so bit of a stretch. Hey, it's a long stretch. Well, all right. It was very funny. That's awful. All right. So, speaking of entertainment coming back, Sharpie's got some holiday news. I think. Disney Very Merriest After Hours, also known as the former Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. I like that better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is back. Uh, what else came back with Mickey's 
Very Merry Christmas Party, also now known as the Disney Very Merriest After Hours. Oh my goodness, that's a mouthful. <laughs> mm. Right? Uh, is the Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. Uh, it's a little different. Uh, it's missing close to about 80 to 90 performers. Uh, it's missing a couple float units. However, it is back in its grand style. It is the first Disney parade in roughly, I want to say, 600 days. Oof. Uh, mm. I, if, if memory serves me correctly, maybe not quite that many. Um, however, it is a full-scale parade is back. Maybe slightly, slightly smaller than we remember it, uh, just uh, because of things getting back up to running full speed. Uh, however, it is back. Also, the full castle stage show is back for uh, the um, what is now no longer Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I feel a trend happening here. The Disney very merriest after hours. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when when you've known something by, by a name for so long, yep. it is very hard to refer to it as anything else. Well, it's uh, like lightning lane and fast pass. I will forever call it fast pass. Yeah. I don't think I can shake it. <laughs> and, 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 and boobash. It's like. I thought that was Mickey's very merry or Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah. So, so the parade is back, uh, familiar floats, familiar music. Um, it is, like I said, it is trimmed back a little bit for, from years before. However, uh, Lauren's favorite is, um, uh, the uh, the the reindeer, the dancing reindeer. Oh yes, <laughs> they're Lauren's favorite. Mm. I love the dancing reindeer. So yeah, so the stage show is back. Uh, parade is back. All the good times. All right. And all the Christmas music themes are back. Mm. And you know what else is back on Main Street? Snow. Snow is nice. <gasps> I saw that. <laughs> Snow is back on Main Street. That makes me very happy. So for the yeah, for first time in 19 months. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. It's hard to believe we went 19 months without a parade. You know, I was just having this conversation with a friend the other day. This is a period of history that we would all like to forget, but none of us ever will. Nope. Yeah. We will not forget this period of history. And like, I, I'm, I, I'm not like waxing sentimental here about, Oh, we lived through a pandemic, but this was life changing for so many people yeah. in so many ways. Yeah. Like, and I'm not even talking about, Oh, we can't go to Disney. We can't go to that. Just how much of an impact this period yeah. of history has had. I, I think, think it's your changed pulse. a lot. Yes. And we are also ready to to begin to feel those normal things again and yes, see please. these normal things again, even if they are back in a kind of a changed format. It's like, oh, like this 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 feeling of familiarity is back, even if it is slightly different than what it was. It's yeah. just yep. we're all so glad to be back into that. Yep. That 
Every it. little thing they bring back, it just warms my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if it's a new version of it, it warms my heart. Yep. Yeah. I remember. It, it's, it has that some sense of familiarity. Yeah. Yep. Uh, working as a cast member at Disney, people would be like, hey, we're going to be there on this date. Are you guys open? I'm like, Disney's never closed. Because when I worked yep. there, it had never closed, ever. No, not even for storms. It, and there would, it had never, ever closed. And then we had a couple hurricanes and it was like, oh my gosh, 9/11. it's really going to close. And then, yeah. And then it closed for that. And then, and then the pandemic, it was like, holy cow. And then well, Disneyland. I, re- I remember just saying to people, there's no way Disney's going to close. Disney never closes. Yeah. And then like a week later, Disney closed. <laughs> yeah. It's like never, ever happened. And then, and then everything changed in a blink of a eye. So crazy. So it's slowly, yeah, it's pretty well back to normal now. It's just a few little it's things that are still outlying things that are hanging out, hanging on. And they need to bring the dining plan back in trams. Those yeah. seem to be the biggest things that people are not happy about. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even There's like understand. an uproar about the trams. Yeah, especially I saw some Disneyland people very upset about trams as well. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't understand the, it's got to be staffing. I, I can't imagine. I think it's got to be staffing. There's no other reason. It doesn't make any sense to me um, why those things aren't there. So, well, the last thing I have is uh, masks. So, just a, a quick update that so cast members, they have backstage areas uh, when they're not in the park or on stage. So uh, we've heard that starting uh, a couple of days ago, November 8th, that they don't they're not required to wear the mask on backstage, but still same mask requirements for when they're in uh, indoor guest areas on stage and, and same uh, mask requirements for guests. When you go, when you're in an indoor area, hopefully those change soon, but uh, still right now you have to wear a mask indoors. And we should mention that the cast members that are allowed to not wear the mask backstage if they don't want to is they must be vaccinated. Yeah. Fully vaccinated. Yep. Yes. So hopefully things, and then Universal's completely changed on uh, when we were there. Um, It's pretty much, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. And if you. It's been like that. Yeah. And then if you don't want to yeah. wear a mask, you don't have to wear a mask. But Disney was still indoors uh, and transportation. You had to wear the mask. So. So quick question. Did you guys, any of you guys see the pictures of the Fantasmic Theater? I have not. They posted it today. Ooh. Pictures. It's it's completely drained. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're working on plumbing. They're redoing the... Um, the boat oh, that's pencil nice. being redone. It's interesting. They're they're working on it big time though. So you, you gotta wonder work. if it's gonna reopen. Well, was that closed before the pandemic as well? No. Oh, it was no. running? It's been so long yeah. since I've seen that show. Yeah. I'm wondering if they're updating it. Like the, um, the water fountains and stuff, you know. Maybe. Maybe they're since they're yeah, cleaning I mean up. it definitely seems they're definitely doing something major to it. Yeah. Well, it was always hard because that was a great show when it came to Hollywood Studios. Um, but then they came up with the projections and fireworks, and I liked that better. So I would always just watch the fireworks on the Chinese theater and watch those shows. 
and then not want to go wait in the line for phantasmic and get a seat and if that returns as it was mm. it will be the it will be the oldest nighttime spectacular at disney that's true i, I think it's going to come back slightly different I, I i personally think that they would be missing an opportunity if they didn't bring it back in a somewhat modified format agreed well it was super popular at disneyland and then they were like oh but we can build our own seating area and we could build every element here at disney world and it'll be so much better but it just never was the one at disneyland was still better yeah the one at disneyland where they just used tom sawyer's island and the existing things still was much better yeah i always liked the one in land a little bit better yeah i think I like, too, I like because it's pirate, closer yeah the pirate ship thing yeah the yeah. pirate ship with peter pan it's just so cool yeah did you guys also see that they leaked blueprints from Galaxies, Guardian of the Galaxies Cosmic Rewind? Oh. I did, but frankly, there's really not that much exciting about it. <laughs> like, well, the oh, track, the, I well, hadn't so seen a picture the, of the track. Yeah, that's true. So is, I'm assuming there's no inversions. Is that? I don't my, see any. Am I correct in that? Because it's kind of like, because it spins on the, the right itself. It looks your, interesting. Hmm. Looks like a very short track. Huh. All right. I love, so there's a similar ride system in uh, Disneyland Paris, and maybe you did it, Lauren. The Crushes Coaster, where you ride in the turtle shell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a similar type of thing. You're in a turtle shell, and you're going on a track, and then the shell turns left and right so it's like oh i don't know this looks like a coaster track yeah well that's how that was with the with crush it starts out as like the sea with nemo and it's all cutesy and wonderful and then it goes into a dark ride and it's spinning and going up and down and you're in the eac and you're going through yeah that's oh and it's like crazy the best it was I almost got sick. That was awesome. <laughs> it was like, it's too much spinning. I don't know if I could handle it today, but years ago, oh, you could it was handle awesome. It. I just could. I just, for some reason, I can't handle those things. But yeah, it was insane. It was like, um, what is it? Rock, rock and roller coaster where it's dark and you're going through all the stuff. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of The Mummy. Yeah. Over at Universal. Kind of like The Yummy one. So I'm assuming this is a much more advanced uh, system but similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, it would come outside too, and it would go outside the building and people would watch it and it would go by the, the reef and the water would splash and then it would go back inside over at Disneyland Paris. It was cool. Very cool. All right. Was that it, Lisa? Was that everybody? That's everybody. All right. We've covered the masks. We're good. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you have comments for us or questions, you can write to us at comments at mousechat.net. Thanks so much for listening and please join us again next time on Mouse Chat. 